I'm Sally Kirkman from sallykirkman.com and I'm here with my fellow astrologer and friend Christina Rodenbeck from oxfordastrologer.com and we're here to talk to you about the upcoming astrology in the month ahead which is Scorpio season. How are you Christina? No, I'm very well, actually. Um, I'm just thinking, my God, we're, we're recording this in the middle of a Mercury retrograde and a Mars retrograde. Are we mad? Uh, <laughs> well, we didn't have a lot of option, really, unless we did it. I don't know. <laughs> no, we didn't. December or something. <laughs> we didn't. We had to do it now um, to get it out on time. But yeah. no, I'm fine. I'm kind of, uh, I'm trying not to drift too hard, too badly. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I'm finding the drift is quite strong. So, um, I, you know, in the past month, I, I, you know, we normally do this retrodiction thing, don't we? We look back at the month. Yes. Are we not and doing that this time? Are you going to? <laughs> now I'm looking back at my month and feeling a sort of a wave of vagueness overcoming me. But one thing I find that people are talking about is procrastination. Right. Okay. Mm. Um, during this Mars Mercury retrograde, the procrastination is strong. And um, I'm procrastinating by, you know, sticking up little pictures around my house, making jam, all of these physical things. Mm. Interesting. Well, I haven't been procrastinating, as you know, but then I've had a major project on my hands that I'm packing up my flat and I'm about to embark on a big adventure and it's the end of a chapter for me. So I've been very busy kind of haven't stopped really don't you think that's slightly mars retrograde anyway because you're actually taking things apart putting them away breaking you're doing a breakup essentially yeah. aren't you you like a um not saying a wrecking ball but you are taking apart your furniture giving things to charity mm. letting go of a huge amount and i think that's maybe one of the reasons that your thing your project is actually going very well isn't it well, touch wood, it seems to be at the moment. It seems to be at the moment, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, with everything, I kind of have plan A, B, C, and D up my sleeve, which mm-hmm. I think... You and know, you're doing the opposite of starting something new. You're actually finishing off something old. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of dismantling, which I do think is, is you know, it's classic for the Mars retrograde. So, mm-hmm. it, And it's very active. It's, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not kind of mental stuff again, really. I'm doing a lot of physical stuff. Yeah. Which I think is quite a good thing to do during the Mars retrograde to kind of release tension and Mm. keep busy, actually. Yeah. Although I am going on retreat next week as well for a few days. So I'll be doing Mercury retrograde and sort of taking a step back and being quiet. Well, and the Mercury retrograde is right in your sun sign as well. Yeah, in Scorpio. It is. You've got the Mars retrograde on your ascendant. Yes. And the Mercury retrograde on your sun. So you're in <laughs> you. retrograde mode. Yeah, it's a it's a big one, really. But but yeah, it's I kind of feel I think I've been letting go for so long. This project, you know, has been a good couple of months. So I'm sort of ready now. It's, you know, I'm ready. And this month coming up is really a month of turning points in a way, isn't it? So it's a huge month coming up. I mean, it's um It's turning points. It's things coming to a crunch. It's the culmination. There's some sort of culminations. I mean, this uh, 
the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction coming up is big. Yeah, it's a big, big month. But mm. we should talk about Scorpios mm, before we, we plunge into the month. We should. Scorpios. Talk well, we love Scorpios. Scorpios. <laughs> oh, on this show, we love the Scorpios. Um, why? Well, because I have to say that because she's sitting opposite me well, through Zoom. And if I don't, she'll she'll be really angry and that's scary. <laughs> Give me the evils. Give you the eagles. No, I won't. I'm lovely. I've got moon Libra. I can be a nice Scorpio. <laughs> well, speaking of nice Scorpios, what about Joe Biden? Well, yes. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that Joe Biden's Scorpio, Hillary Clinton's Scorpio, mm. is a sign of power after all, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so very fascinating in a way that we've got these two Scorpios challenging Trump. Um and um, yeah, what do you think? I mean, the thing is, we've right now we've got Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. It turns direct on November the third, the day of the election in the United States. So you know, we're right in the midst of this. What's going on underneath? What's hidden? What's going to be dragged out? Um, it's a murky Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. I think. I mean, I think he's going to win. Um, not, he doesn't have fantastic astrology. Um, but I think it's going to be very contested. And that's the thing because this is happening during the Mars Mercury retrograde and there's going to be terrible skullduggery mm-hmm. as well. So things are, you know, and there's going to be things are going to be dragged out from underneath the surface, so to speak. Um, and you know, I think that people need to be people. Americans are already aware that there may be a lot of cheating, mm. um, and I, I think that's clearly true that there will be a lot of cheating. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, he's got that very high Neptune in uh, Libra in the tenth house, which gets the exact trine from the Jupiter Saturn conjunction later. Mm. Uh, but that's not till a little bit later. Yeah little bit after the election election. it is classic when you have mercury retrograde around these election results that there's often this be a big recount yeah you know what happens on the day isn't the end of it by any means i mean i have to say i know you know you're saying this about biden but trump just to really briefly he does have his nodal return yeah which is good it's good to have that nodal return in gemini so you know, I don't know whether that means he's going to win or not, but he is not disappearing, actually, I don't think, with that. Or something, it's almost like something's going to bring him like to a higher profile in a way, and I don't really know what that is. But, yeah, that's my question mark around the astrology, because he's got tough transits as well. He's got there. quite, I mean, the other reason I think Biden will probably win is that um, Trump, just on a basic astrological thing, he's got really nasty transits opposite his Venus, which rules his midheaven. Yeah, um, I haven't looked at the kind of end of polls chart because I find the whole thing so anxiety provoking. It's it's difficult, yeah. but you know that's not good to have Saturn opposite your Venus mm. and Pluto. You know, at Saturn Pluto that that big conjunction is opposite his Venus Saturn. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I think that we definitely can say that they that it's likely to be contested there may be recounts um and it may not be completely clear really mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, but i also think that the young people will swing this vote with right. mercury going direct you guys have you know they have to get to the polls they need to to do this 
and they are perhaps being thwarted from doing that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, very interesting. I mean, you know, Scorpio is the sign of power, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Bill Gates, another classic Scorpio, and also money. I have to say with, you know, Scorpio is one of the classic partnerships that I think is so Scorpionic is Leonardo DiCaprio, the actor, and Martin Scorsese, director. I mean, they've collaborated now on about five movies and the classic Scorpio one for me is The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, because money, <laughs> other people's money. Other people's I, and Leonardo money. DiCaprio, both of, what a great combination. Aren't we fortunate to have these mm. two geniuses mm. um, working together at this time, you know, in the last 20 years? Yeah. Um, and they, what they deal with is so scorpionic, which is crime. Quite, I mean, Gangs of New York is another one, which I have to say, I think Daniel Day-Lewis is better in that. But, you know, um, but, but it's, uh, it's about crime. It's about the beginnings of this, of crime in New York. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to see him do, um, so, to tackle some other subjects, actually. Mm. Um, to see them do some more. What do they do? Do they have anything in the pipeline? I'm I don't know, sure. actually. I haven't seen, I haven't seen yeah. what they do. So, um, I mean, the film industry is a bit kind of on hold, isn't it? The Departed is the one that I love. I think that's the Boston yeah. one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is great. Added. Yeah. Yeah. So, and um, you know, that's, I think that's when you talk about the sort of crime, you know, this Scorpio is ruled by Mars and Pluto. So Pluto is this all things hidden, which can be corruption. Mm-hmm. For me with Scorpio, it's how you wield your power. Scorpios have a lot of power, but it's what they do with that power, whether they, you know, turn it to good use or, or bad use. Um, so at its best, you know, Scorpio is the sign of regeneration, healing, transformation, turning something old into something new. I mean, I think that's a, classic uh scorpio archetype actually it's it is and you know i was just thinking with you know my clients a lot of the ones the money ones right the ones who deal in money Mm. are scorpios and in fact what they're doing is turning something old into something new they're dealing with other people's money this is investment and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so they are kind of it's like this generate regenerating thing yeah um it's you know eighth housey as well um Mm. yes so what about this month ahead, this Scorpio? What about Halloween? Or- well, I know we're, oh. we're heading, we are heading into Halloween. Halloween. I mean, Scorpio season is um, 23rd of October to 22nd of November. Um, and the, you know, no surprise really that we have Halloween, Day of the Dead, Samhain. Have I pronounced it right? Oh, gosh. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is Halloween season, isn't it? Which is kind of, you know, when we're looking at the seasons, it's sort of the halfway point between the equinox in September and then the solstice in December, but sort of really heading into that dark time of year. Um, And Halloween, all things, you know, spooky beyond the veil. Again, this is Scorpio territory, isn't it? It's taking us into the dark. Yeah, Mercury retrograde in Scorpio is also about examining the dark and actually allowing yourself to go into that dark, those darker places, you know, Yeah, looking into your inner darkness. Yes. And that's another classic Scorpio. It's Pluto was discovered when psychoanalysis Hmm. came into being. So, you know, Scorpios do have this ability to go within, go in deep. Um, 
And in the cycle of life, you know, the, there's this cycle of like rotting and decay, which is very important, you know, and that's kind of a Scorpio thing. Yeah. The, the, the you know, the burial, the worms, mm. the decay and the fungi, all this stuff. I always think of like a forest floor sometimes with Scorpio. Mm. It's the rich uh, all of this life comes out of death. It's mm-hmm. the rich compost of life. That kind of is what nurtures the new beginnings, actually. Yeah, exactly. So you need to make your compost heap really, really good, don't you, if you want to have a successful garden. You do. Um, rich and fertile. And speaking of which, I've bought a new composting system. Oh, okay. The Japanese thing. I think that's very Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. We're trying again. <laughs> new system. We're not new. Well, yes. You shouldn't be doing new stuff, but we are. But the new thing that we're doing is composting. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> which is allowed. Exactly. It's within the whatever. Um, the symbolism. of the... the symbolism. So we've got this Japanese thing with this Japanese brand, and we're going to see if that, mm. what that does. Mm. So um, do you like Halloween? I mean, does it? I know? love Halloween. Mm. I really do. I love Halloween. I love, I don't, you know, I find um scary movies really hard because I just to have a visual thing and I get mm-hmm. you know I think of them over and over again if it's too scary I, I think I may have said this before but it took me until I was about 37 to watch The Shining all mm-hmm. the way through you know I find them really hard but I so I don't love being scared mm-hmm. but I love the atmosphere of Halloween the psychic because i think you know the door is open to the other side and i love ghost stories and uh the feeling that the veil is very very thin for me that's just fantastic and i think that's true at this time of year yeah and i think i mean some cultures you know they just where we are we we don't really deal with death that well do we i love that other cultures really you know they have this honoring the dead and they they have specific rituals where you get close to the dead and the people who are gone and yeah over and I think that's really it is important it's a you know it is an important part of the cycle um embracing that so it's the time to do so really and Mm. what an amazing Halloween we've got this year oh Oh, my god I know wow you have a full moon on Halloween and it's actually I mean it's you know a blue moon which everybody has these kind of wonderful imaginative ideas about what a blue moon is. It's not going to be blue, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what a blue moon means is that you have two full moons in the same calendar month. So we had one on October the 1st. We we have the next on October the 31st. So that's hence the once in a blue moon saying. It's quite rare. It's not that usual to do that. Usually there's only one a month. But it is a blue moon. We've got Blue Moon and Red Mars at the moment. Mars has been amazing. In oh, yeah. Beautiful, oh, actually. It's been stargazing. It's been incredible. Quite almost yeah. terrifying in its brilliance. Yeah. It's so close yeah. to Earth right now. Closest it will be for 15 years. So Blue Moon, yeah. Red Mars. <laughs> yeah. And the, like, Red Mars, I mean, the. Um, have you seen some of these pictures coming out of Colorado about the, yeah. of the wildfires, of the red sun? I mean, it's really apocalyptic. I think that's also this Mars retrograde in Aries. I think I said that last time mm. is the wildfires will carry on, you know, mm. right up until 
you know, as well, Mars is an Aries, they're going to be very strong. Yeah. Um, but the, let's get to this. Um, let's talk about this full moon because yeah. it's, it makes a conjunction with Uranus. That's the thing. Not just a conjunction. Uh, it's exact. I'm just looking at it. It's three minutes. Three minutes of arc. The moon, of arc, Uranus which is nothing. Which is, I mean, almost it's exact, isn't it, really? So Uranus in Taurus really pulled into this full moon, which makes it quite kind of, you know, explosive, volatile, unpredictable, exciting, revelatory. Stuff is going to come out secret. You know, again, this is back to, you know, it's not so much hidden stuff because it's in Taurus. You know, this is a Taurus uh, full moon. So it's important for Taurians, you know, and you, you, Taurus has had Uranus in your sign for a year now, I think, or just over a year. And you're going to be having it in your sign for um, for many years to come. But this full moon may be in a kind of explosion or a kind of serious expression of that change that Uranus is bringing, mm. you know, and the Uranus is setting you free. Mm. So, you know, if, for example, if you've been in, in a marriage that makes you unhappy or a situation that makes you unhappy, you're bursting free on this full you may burst free on this full moon and ditto i think for scorpios there's this freedom i was about to say the same i think for scorpios i mean you know that moon uranus in your relationship sector there's there's some symbolic untying going on and i have to say that is super accurate for me you know leaving behind a huge chapter actually on this full moon yeah and and cutting a whole past of my life actually letting go and moving into a new beginning. So, yeah, I mean, these, these are the big themes coming up, aren't they, on this full moon? Yeah, I think it's really important for Leo as well, in the same way. Like, you may leave a job, for example, or a career path. It's like the beginning of something new. It's exciting. I mean, I find, I, I have found in my life that Uranus transits are um, good, Essentially, I mean, I and I don't have a particularly good Uranus in my natal chart, but mm. I found them so long as you go with that change energy, mm. you know, and you're you're willing to change. If you're very fixed, they can be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it, that, you know, this full moon, I think, will be most pivotal for the four fixed signs, Leo, Taurus, exactly. Scorpio, Aquarius, because this is where the real kind of excitement and change is for the fixed signs which traditionally don't like change they yeah and it's them. true they don't they're stubborn they're determined they um but this isn't a full moon to hold on tight actually for any of the fixed signs is no it? you've got to let go man and the uh, it's for aquarians of course this is it's the moon in their in their place of home right yeah. isn't it yeah and so it's the moon and it's sort of right place in the chart in a way but Uranus is bringing in something, some kind of shock, some kind of change. I mean, it may be just that you have an electricity surge or something, you know, it may be a minor thing or your refrigerator conks out. Um, but because mm-hmm. Uranus rules lightning as well, doesn't it? It rules yeah. electricity, lightning, technological um, things too. It's technology. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that these wildfires have all, a lot of them have been started, started by lightning strikes. Right. Yeah. That makes um, sense in a way, doesn't it? Well, it's, it's the, the sky god Uranus coming to earth 
Yeah. You know, which is uh, Taurus. Yeah. And so these lightning strikes may be something that we're going to see quite a, you know, we're going to be seeing over the next several years, Mm -hmm. but the lightning strikes combined with the Mars and Aries is really amping, you know, it's a bump. It's a real trigger, isn't it? This thing. Yeah. Both, I think Mars and Uranus it can be quite similar. Yeah. You know, they're spontaneous, they're the spark, they're the trigger, the catalyst that gets things moving. Mm. Um, um, so this is like, I mean, that word catalyst mm. is, to me, that's a Uranian word. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's what this um, Halloween moon is about. It's a catalyst. Yes. So, I mean, if we're thinking of Halloween costumes, Sally, what are you going to be wearing, you know, as your catalyst costume? I don't know, but I, I suddenly thought of, you know, the phrase out of the blue, things that come yeah. out of the blue, this blue moon with Uranus. So I'll probably be in something sort of blue and ghostly ghoul-like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and you? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I'll just put some dealy boppers on, I, you know, some Uranian dealy boppers. Um my kids are slightly too old to, they might do something. I think they're all, you know. They're like, what, mom? They're like, mom. Well, they want to go to a Halloween party, but of course yeah. there's this lockdown thing going on. That's so it's, I think they'll be going to Halloween gatherings of no more than six. Yeah. Um, Small gatherings. Yeah. Yeah, but be, be prepared for some surprises around this full moon. I, yeah. That applies to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and then that energy, that surprising rush of energy, that is basically unlocked by the full moon. So mm-hmm. it's it's also emotional energy, mm-hmm. um, rushes over into the coming two weeks. You know, it floods. I think it's like a door, you know, a, a key turning in a lock. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the Uranian thing as well. Something mm-hmm. turns, something mm-hmm. switches, something switches on, and something's let out. Um. Yes, and that's, you know, this, what's interesting is that then November is just this, there are some really key turning points. So things are being opened up, actually, starting with this full moon, because Mercury turns direct only a few days after the full moon. It's on the 3rd of November. Yeah. And it's gone back into Libra. So it retreats back into Libra on October the 28th and actually turns direct at 25 Libra which is also the degree of the new moon on October the 16th. So there's all these kind of real repeat patterns in a way going on, or sort of things feel connected or tied together. Yeah, and 25 Libra, I mean, also is an exact square pretty much to all that stuff in Capricorn. Yeah. So there's this sort of, uh, again, it's like I'm going back, I'm picking up the key, and I'm going to unlock some stuff, you yeah. know, that's been locked up. Um, so it's pretty important for Librans, actually, this Mercury retrograde, isn't it? This section of the Mercury retrograde, when it gets back into Libra, mm-hmm. um, that there's something that you may have not done. There's a person that you may have not been in touch with. There's something that you forgot to do that you need to do now, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you. it's like picking up the key. It's like you've bought a new house, but you forgot to get the, you know, you haven't yet. You haven't got the key key yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go pick it up. Then Mercury goes direct, and you open the door. Yeah, and that for for Libra as well, and probably some of the other star signs. It's a really good Mercury direct for second chances. Oh yeah, 
you know, anything particularly maybe that was seeded on that new moon, mid-October, you know, go back and try again, go and talk to someone, mm. see whether that position's available or, you know, you can move something forwards because there, there's a real connection, a tie um, from what's gone before. I mean, an important Mercury turning direct, again, it's, we're highlighting the cardinal signs now, all of them actually. So Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, you know, the Mercury turning direct will be in one of the key areas of your life, whether it's yourself, whether it's your relationships, um, for Aries, for Libra, for Cancer, it's your home and family, and for Capricorn, it's career and vocation. So yeah, for, for, for Cancer, the house metaphor is pro- may not even be a metaphor, if you know what I mean. That's what yeah. I was talking about. It's, it's something, maybe something to do with your house or unlocking the house. Some or the family, you know, there's like some discussion that needs to be had. And for Capricorn, it's career stuff, really. Um, it's like a, a boss may come back or a situation may come back that you thought you'd lost. Yeah. And this this phase actually began at the end of September because that's when Mercury was in the final degrees of Libra. So it may take you back to then as well. So Mercury's going to be in Libra until when? I'm just trying to see my, on my little chart here. November oh, the 10th. Not November the 10th. I mean, it's a, you know, yeah, it's November It's a big chunk. 10th. It's a couple of weeks there in that middle bit. Well, yeah. And Libra is always about relationships. Mm. It's a social. Um, this is, applies to everyone. This is, a you know, it's a social sign. It's always about relationships. Mm. Um you know, about rethinking those or getting a second chance. I mean, I was thinking for Gemini, you know, this section of that Mercury retrograde is a second chance at a romance mm. that didn't come off in September, mm-hmm. for example, yeah. or at an artistic project, you know, just yeah. more. And also it's, you know, this uh, Mercury is Virgo's planet. So for you, Virgo, it's turning direct in your money sector. Hmm. So this may be something that you can, you know, information coming to light or something you can chase up with regard to money and probably, you know, money in a, a relationship or partnership. Also, I mean, there is a, this real key theme of relationships and partnerships throughout this period, actually, because on the day Mercury moves into Libra, the, October the 28th, Venus also moves into Libra, hmm. a sign of rulership, and she's there really for all of you know the coming months so it's quite it's that's why we think it's a you know this is the positive phase of this mercury retrograde is because venus is there mercury's there it's possible to sort some social relations out in some area of most people's charts yeah uh, of most people's lives you know there there may be something that kind of went wrong that you can now get right Mm. Mm. um and i think that's an important and positive underlying theme this month Mm. um you need your you need to find your other half your buddy your support person i mean this might be really key also with what we're moving through at the moment in within society um and and particularly i'm thinking for aries you know there's you've got mercury and venus in your opposite sign so find the person you can you know partner up with um, yeah, it's about alliances, isn't it? It's about alliances, very much so. And I would say that it's alliances, you know, it's slightly different for, uh, you know, different people. But, you know, f- so for Taurus, it's alliances at work. 
Mm-hmm. You know, who you, and literally when you talk about it, it's like a study buddy or a person who you're buddy, buddying up with a, a, a work colleague who you can work really well with. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be the time that you can find them or that they come back. You know, they left in September and it was terrible. And now they're back and you're actually able to work together again. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. And I, you know, and I'm interested also just for, um, you know, for cancer, that there may be some issue with your home. This is like a collecting the key and then the Venus comes in and, and it kind of sorts itself out. So I think one message for this is that, is that, you know, things that talking and discussing some minor issues will actually straighten things out. Yeah. And not picking fights. Um, and you've got this opportunity while Mars is still retrograde um, for diplomacy and stuff like that. Diplomacy uh, peace talks uh, are going to be working better while Mars is retrograde. Mars goes direct though. Um, it, on the 14th, is it? Yeah. That does shift the energy again. Yeah. I kind of also for me with, you know, Venus and Mars are going to be an opposite sign. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're, they're the exact oppositions on November the 9th. So I think also this is about shifting alliances. It's Absolutely. It's the of the, you know, the person who hasn't been working out and finding the new person who, you know, ticks all the right boxes in this period. So there is also, you know, with Mars retrograde, there is again this letting go. Venus coming in and saying, okay, this, you know, look here or find this person. Mars retrograde is very much about not going on and on and on and pushing at the same thing that isn't working anymore. True. You know, and Venus direct in Libra is saying, yeah, and actually you can talk about this. You can make the social connections. You can, uh, and it's about people. I think both of these are quite likely to be about people in anybody's life yeah and it's also i think with mars retrograde in aries you know where in your life is it not working out trying to do it by yourself yeah that's a really good thing to to kind of look at this month again depending where the aries libra fall in your horoscope but i think that's kind of quite a big theme um and then we come to this tremendous mid-month oh my god a turning point energy. I mean, it's, that's incredible, isn't it? It's a huge, I would also just say a huge release of energy. Yes. It's like, yes. isn't it? When Mars turn, Mars turning direct in Aries uh, is a big deal. Yeah. You know, because I, this doesn't happen that often, the Mars retrograde in Aries. It, yeah. You know, so it's this massive release of fiery energy. Mm. Um, so great for Aries, I think. Yes, um, because you may have been feeling, you know, Aries like to win. They like competition. They like, you know, that action, that energy. And that's just not been happening with Mars retrograde. Mm. But suddenly you have this surge of energy behind you. And this, for most signs, there's going to be, and at the same time, there's a Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. Yes, there's so, the final Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn on November the 12th. Yeah, which, which I have to say, I noticed that that this conjunction does seem to be 
relating to COVID somewhat to spikes in COVID. Well, yeah, and that it has been a symbol of the virus, hasn't it? Pluto, yeah. god of the underworld. Jupiter expands what it touches. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the other two Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions have been very much about kind of things getting a bit out of control and, you know, the spikes mm-hmm. and the spread. Yeah, they've been, I mean, it correlated exactly with that spike in April. Um, I talked to some people in Hong Kong last week or where are we? Are? Yeah, last week. And I was like, how is it in Hong Kong? It's like, well, I think we, I think they said they had like four cases or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because they've had very much tighter restrictions uh, on people coming in and out of Hong Kong and everybody wears a mask. So they've had much stronger Saturnian response to this yeah. than Europe or the United States. Yeah. Um, so we've had, you know, the, the, rules and regulations that have come in around covid are they haven't really dealt with it very well mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. um and it'll be interesting to see what happens when we have that pluto jupiter conjunction well it's likely to you know if you're looking at the symbolism and the timing it's kind of the last hurrah and i know you know, other countries are expecting there to be a spike in November. I mean, yeah. well, you know, a lot of um, some other countries have been considering as well. Hmm. There's uh, going to be a spike in November. I mean, uh, you know, if th- there's got to be with that um, Pluto Jupiter. I mean, the other the other way of looking at the Jupiter Pluto symbol, these two planets are often about money as well, aren't they? Um, plunging wildly into debt isn't it i mean yeah it says jupiter is abundance pluto's hidden riches and these two planets are often tell you a lot about kind of wealth or debt i mean the the extremes um you know if you have these two in connection in your birth chart you often have a lot of money moving through your hands whether there's wins or or losses you know this is this is kind of big money so and the end of October over here in the UK is a time when the, a lot of the furlough ends and we move into a new phase. So it, we'll see whether companies can survive or not. Oh, there's going to be a, don't you think it's going to be an absolute, I mean, it's, some people have made a lot of money. Okay. So oh, people yeah. who are, have been making money, I think will carry on. It, it'll be fine. I mean, some of the billionaires have just been making billions daily. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's completely outrageous. And the imbalance of fi- the finance, you know, where finance goes is just incredible. Yeah. And that's and that's really a symbol of the Jupiter-Pluto, isn't it? Yep. If you either have all or nothing. I mean, it's... Yeah. So it's massive debt and massive wealth. Yeah. And the massive debt is national debt that we're getting into, mm-hmm. which, of course, is paid for by the taxpayer. Yeah. The mass, massive wealth is individual wealth, yeah. which goes into one person, you know, whatever, into the pockets of very, very few. Yeah. And that is something that people will, will, is going to be very stark, I think. Yeah. Um, so there's, and there has been this huge amount of wealth generated by this disease or by the situation. Mm. I mean, some, yeah, some kind of um, areas, organizations, businesses have done it extraordinarily well. Um, with Amazon, the- for example. Amazon, Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> We're Zooming as we speak. Um, masks, hand sanitizers. 
people who yeah. put marks on the floors. I mean, you know, some companies have probably just gone stratospheric this year with what's been needed, supply and demand. Yeah, people mm-hmm. doing you know, mail order stuff, all of that is because we're shifting into a, a different way of doing business, aren't we? The bit, the way we're doing, the idea of like people commuting to their jobs, yeah. it, uh, that kind of business, mo- you know, the, the model of work, yeah. which involves moving large amounts of people around, which is what our whole, you know, trains, our whole system is based on. I think that's going to change under Saturn um, in Aquarius. Yeah, and that's that too also, you know, we have seen that with this symbolism of Jupiter-Pluto because Jupiter rules travel. It's the travel planet. Mm. Pluto negates what it touches. So this is a year when travel has just been annihilated, actually. It has. And I also think that was Saturn in, in, in Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah, because Aquarius is about air. It's an air travel. So this isn't going to stop, you know, that no. they, it's changing. And the aviation industry is one of the, it's the opposite of Amazon. Yeah. You know, being, that's going to change. And a lot of it's going to be finished. Yeah. And that's going to be all of these, some of these ideas about what's finished are going to become quite clear in November. Mm. Um, and this probably will have an effect on money money markets on the you know stock markets yeah i would think, I would, I think it was very volatile actually yeah. november uh, it feels like yeah exactly but also um, that full moon i mean the full moon again looks like a really volatile full moon on halloween for the money markets too it looks hysterical to yeah. me you know it's because it's the uranus moon conjunction mm-hmm. so this and the, as we know the stock market is a uh a thermometer of emotion really mm-hmm. it's an emotional response and yeah. when you have the uranus moon conjunction your emotions are going all over the place yeah um so that's likely so this is a huge wobble going on yeah financially that, it is also important to say that this jupiter pluto conjunction is the last real it's the last sort of um major astrology with these three planets in capricorn jupiter and saturn both leave capricorn in december so you know, this is the sort of reset right now. This is what we see, you know, where we're at and what's needed moving forwards. So it is kind of this final hoorah in a way. Yeah, I would say it's bigger than, it's like an explosion, isn't it? It's like, Mm. Um, especially because Mars goes direct immediately afterwards. So something happens and people will start to take action on this. And there's a Um, new moon, a a new moon in Scorpio. And the new moon in Scorpio. It's, but again, that for me is like new beginnings. That's for some people, that will be, um, you know, getting your motivation back. I mean, for Scorpio in particular, your ruling planet Mars turns direct. And then the following day, 15th, you have a new moon in Scorpio. So this is, you know, this this is the beginning of the new chapter after all the letting go, Scorpio. That's- yeah, well, for everyone. I mean, I think I'm quite excited about the... Um, future but i think that part of that is you know i'm excited about what's going to happen next because it's so unknown um but we have a lot of letting go to do we still have stuff that we have to let go of yeah um and whether our people in charge understand that i'm not sure but the actual people are really going to understand that when we start getting into this aquarius phase next year yeah um 
But this is the last part of this. Um, as you were saying, this uh, Jupiter-Pluto conjunction is really important because it's the final bit of the Capricorn stellium, which has dominated 2020 and which is what this whole lockdown, etc., has been about. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could also be about a kind of giant failure of lockdown in certain countries. Yeah, may well be, may well be. It is extreme, isn't it? You either win or lose under this Yeah. Uh, under this um, combination. I mean, it's going to be, you know, it's on a more personal level for Capricorn, Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in your sign. Power. It can propel you to power. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you may be called forth to take on a role, a responsibility, a position. I mean, it can be very powerful, Jupiter-Pluto. And you're able to wield power. I mean, I think Capricorns in general have, this has been, an, if you've been able to ride it, it's been a very empowering stellium, yeah. you know, and it's about to move into, you know, pretty a lot of it into Aquarius. So there's going to be this big, big change. So you've got a few more until the 20th of December. Uh, Capricorns, you have this time to to. Yeah. Do this. Do the work that you need to do, and that work may be inner work. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily that you're conquering the world, but it may be inner work, yeah. more becoming more centered. And I think just as a sort of general point for people, this is Capricorn is the midwinter sign, yeah. right? And we're going to have the conjunction of uh, of Saturn and Jupiter at um, at midwinter, literally. Yeah. Um, and so we're at a midwinter point for humanity in some sense, mm-hmm. which means the only way is up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it's in the bleak midwinter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The only way, I mean, I, that's being, you know, possibly Pollyannish, but there is, there is, you know, the, we're at a, a deep dark point. Um, and for some areas of the world this point is much darker and for some of us well you know we're sitting in our little houses doing on zoom it doesn't it's not that dark um but we should know that things could can get better mm. yeah it's um, i mean things and things are going to move quickly actually it's very quickly the important point to make sorry the important point to make about the mars turning direct mm. on the 14th is then it's like a sling, slingshot isn't it Mm-hmm. things go very fast yeah. so you need to be ready yeah <clears throat> so um i just want to say as well sort of referring back to money with the jupiter pluto you know the signs that that's going to be really important for on the money front is both gemini and sagittarius because um it'll either be in your personal money sector for sagittarius or other people's money for gemini so you know have a real good think about money what's going to shift how you can maybe shift the balance of money as well um around this mid-november point that is so powerful um i would expect something coming almost to conclusion or you know inevitability in a way with it yeah and if you're one of those people what year was it was it 1961 60 when there was a jupiter saturn conjunction in capricorn um, uh, very possibly this is quite a big time for you a big turning point in your life 
Mm. Mm. You know, yeah. um, because you've had your Saturn return, uh, and it's been this repeat. Um, and you know, there could be, you know, there's. It's important to think about your finances, actually. Mm. Um, what yeah, this is the Saturn second Saturn return, but you may get an opportunity to really set yourself up for the next many years. Mm. Um, and it's important not to to waste it mm. or to throw your money away or to get uh, the other thing I just want to mention about the Mercury retrograde and the Mars retrograde is it's slightly rippy offy. Oh yes, absolutely. You know, so scams, isn't it really? And it's scams. And actually I think I might've had my wallet stolen last time. Mercury is retrograde in Scorpio. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think I was in Paris. Um, I had my yeah, pocket picked. There's, there's this theme of stealth, isn't there? It's a real yeah. theme of stealth and needing to be stealthy, but also possibly being stolen from. Um, yeah. So keep a good eye on your online stuff. Yeah, on your banking. On your banking, yeah. Keep a good eye on banking. Make sure you've not dropped anything or forgotten anything or, you know, some, I don't know, something's coming to an end. That's really quite important. Um. But the, the new moon, I mean, you know, looking at this new moon on November the 15th, I, I like the new moon. Um, well, so there's 23 degrees, which keeps on coming up, you know, it's been coming up over several years um, since 20, 2015, really. That 23 degrees seems to have, of yeah. uh, any sign seems to crop up a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah it, I, think, I think it's a good new moon. I, it's a good new moon for, because it's, Mars has gone direct. So it's the new moon in Scorpio and its ruling planet is now direct. Yeah. And there's another thing I like about it. I mean, the the new moon is at 23 Scorpio 17. So the closest aspect is the sextile to Jupiter, which is at 23 Capricorn 15. Mm -hmm. And Pallas Athena. Yeah. And Pallas Athena. So, you know, that feels like there's a lot of support there. Interesting one for Pisces, I think, as well. Um, I think it's pretty good for Pisces. Yeah, I do. I mean, look for your, you know, it's alliances. It's kind of the groups. Um, it's getting, and it may be, you know, starting a group, actually, starting a new group, starting a new thing, starting a new course. Yeah. It's a lot of fair. people are obviously going to be back at university. You know, maybe your university course will actually start <laughs> around then. Mm. Um, meeting new people, mm. uh, making new friends, mm-hmm. uh, groups of friends. But it's also, you know, because it's in Scorpio, Scorpio is always, um, you know, when you have a new moon in Scorpio, it's nice for Pisces, you mm. know, because it's not right in your sign, which can be too intense. Mm. It's kind of over there, but friendly. Um, and this is about um, resetting your kind of, view of the world at this point and you may have found yourself getting quite gloomy frankly pisces during the mars mercury retrograde it's slightly been slightly gloomy and this new moon is the time to to reset and think okay i'm coming out of that you know i've done my gloomy halloween phase and now it's time to start getting ready for the exciting uh next phase up to christmas yeah, it does feel like it feels like being also less introspective and more yeah, you know, out in the world, whatever that means. However, you can kind of create more of a social life or more of a feeling of being part of a group. 
Um, I think that kind of feels quite powerful on this new moon too. Could be quite a sexy new moon for Cancer. I mean, you know, the new moon's in your romance sector um, and Jupiter's in your relationship sector. So there may be a theme of kind of renewal or rebirth about a relationship. Maybe seeing someone again you haven't seen for a while. Um, But a good new moon to sort of move a relationship forward as well. Hmm. Yeah, so it's got it's got positive stuff, and uh, you know the people who it's really great for are um, is Taurus. You know, it's a really lovely new moon for Taurus, because it's again it's about relationships. It's a new mm-hmm. relationship or renewal of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, it makes a beautiful trine to um, it's making that beautiful uh, uh, trine from Taurus to jupiter and Pallas athena again to that capricorn stellium you know so taurus are also some people who may have been able to navigate through these difficult times more effectively than others anyway mm-hmm. um mm. and venus in libra still during this new moon i mean that venus in libra kind of comes with us throughout this coming month which i think is lovely yeah, I like it for Virgo as well, the new moon. I, you know, Virgo is it's uh, making a nice sort of in a sextile aspect to Virgo. Um, and then it brings in, the, the again, that stellium and Capricorn. There's something in here about communications, about friendliness, about creativity, about your neighborhood that's very positive, mm-hmm. um, making connections to people mm-hmm. for Virgoans. And creative, you know, one of the things, you know, we're saying we're coming to the end of this Capricorn, heavy Capricorn stellium. But one of the signs that it's been particularly good for is Virgo, who may have really established something like a family, for instance. Mm. You may have started off with no family at the beginning of this, Mm. uh, you know, when Saturn went into Capricorn and ended up with a family. Yeah, it's about children too, isn't it? Yeah. You give birth to, whether that's, you know, literal birth or or whether it's kind of a masterpiece, something creative as well. It's a, it's a lovely sector of your horoscope. Yeah. So you need to take advantage of that now, mm. you know, because you're not going to have this strong, productive energy mm. for much longer. It moves on. It's not terrible, but it moves on. So this is a, an important time for Virgo. And also, uh, also this, you know, looking just um, one of the aspects during this new moon is actually the final mercury uranus opposition yeah um that happens on i think it's november the 17th so this mercury uranus opposition has been triggered three times on october the 7th october the 20th so kind of when mercury was going retrograde so i'm wondering whether this mid-month period in november as well brings things again out of the murk or out of what's hidden it's well, kind of also, final hurrah, isn't it? Well, and also, some of the stuff that was brought out of the Merc will turn out to have been wrong or a lie. Well, true. <laughs> you know, that's what that's also this Uranian thing. It turns it the whole Mercury retrograde, Mercury and Scorpio is pretty dominated by that Mercury Uranus opposition, which happens three times, as you say. So it's a Mercury, so it's a surprising Mercury retrograde, mm-hmm. you know. At, and then and Mercury direct in Scorpio. And again, back to the sort of electronic stuff, there is likely to be things going wrong with communications. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, now I quite like the Mercury. I like Mercury and Uranus working together, mm. even if they're in opposition. Mm. Because these are two parts, they're, they're thinking the same, you know. But I think that very clearly that, again, could be affecting money. Mm-hmm. Because it's in those money signs. Money signs, it? yeah, Taurus, Scorpio. So it's about, oh, you know, we're all fine. Oh, well, no, we're not. It's all disasters. Oh, we're all great again. Um, mm. So it's a real power surge, actually, isn't it? What's going yeah. on in mid November? I mean, a real power surge. It's like yeah. electric energy. Yeah. It'd be quite fascinating to see. Yeah. What's. And also be careful who you're hitching your horse to hitch, what you're hitching your horse to or what? No, let me rephrase that. (laughs) Be careful what horse you're hitching your cart to, because that horse is going to bolt. Yeah. So you need to make good choices beforehand, before November, be thinking about things and you can investigate different avenues, you Mm. know, because it's retrograde season. So you're kind of digging around having a think. But I would be, you know, because things are going to take off very quickly. Yeah. So if you're going to, you know, if you're going to start something, this new moon is a pretty good time to be starting something, Mm. actually, because of everything going forward. But it's going to go starting very fast. Yes. You've got to be out of the blocks like a blooming thing. Greyhound after a hare. Yeah. And that horse will take off as well. And if you've got the wrong horse, it'll still t- take off. Yes. So back yeah. the right horse. And don't believe what people are telling you. I mean, I, we know we always say this is Mercury retrograde, but this is a really, really, yeah. uh, uh, you know, don't believe the data, for instance. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons that this American election is so interesting, is that at the moment it looks very clear in one direction that Biden's going to win. But this could, you know, there's still room for it to swing back and forth or the data might not be quite right. So you need to, you know, if you are a Democrat, uh, you still need to go and vote. Yeah. You know, this is the classic time when the hidden stuff. Yeah. Gets pulled out, doesn't it? Pulled out the mud. Yeah. And you still need to do the stuff. You can't just sort of think, oh, well, it's all going to be okay. It's not, you know, take action. You have to Hmm. make your mark. So an exciting month coming up. I look forward to kind of. Huh. I'm quite, I'm feeling quite tense now. Are I'm you? thinking about mid-November. Well, I've been so floppy with this Mars and then Mercury retrograde. So kind of, you know, contemplating my navel and generally, you know, thinking about, I've been listening to a, um, a, a book set in the time of Henry VIII. Oh, right. You've been going back in time. I've been going back in time. Yeah, fantastic. That's good. Which is a very nice thing to do. Yeah, it is a nice thing to do during retrogrades. And it's very nice for Pisces, you know, because uh, it's in the it's in the ninth house, you know, the Mercury retrograde. So it's back in history. Yeah. Uh, but it's all about the dissolution of the monasteries mm-hmm. and the book burning. You know, they burned hundreds we talk about the burning about the Alexandria library. This was just as bad. What happened here under in uh, 1537. Mm. Where am I going with this? But uh, where are you going with this? I am going somewhere. Oh, that I've been completely in another time 
zone well, well, a lot of the time. So I haven't really been in 2020 at all. I've been thinking about this other time, which weirdly resonates very closely to what's happening here. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And how lovely. I mean, I think it's been, I think we all need to find, you know, we've all needed to find an escape and that seems just perfect that you've been doing that. Hmm. But I do think, yeah, I think mid November's astrology will be bringing you back out. I will have to come back out. Day. You'll have to come back out to the present day. Um, as we kind of then career towards the end of this epic year. Yeah. Um, on that note, we should let people know, if you don't already, that we're doing a 2021 webinar on December the 6th. We're going to be looking at the big astrology of the year ahead. So please do come and join us. Um, we'll pop the link to the Eventbrite order tickets. Um, yeah, we're going to cram everything in yeah. for two hours yeah. somehow. Yeah, it'll be fast and furious. So we do hope you'll yeah. join us on that. And having, yes, yeah, I mean, these but are just you know, fascinating. Well, it, it really is going to be fast and furious because we're, we're going to have still have that Mars direct at that yes. point. So yes. it's going to be very quick. Yeah, in areas. And oh, very oh, to the oh. point. Yeah. So I'm quite looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, you know, very stripped down, very fast. Mm-hmm. And hopefully very focused. Well, not hopefully, and very focused. And very focused, it will be. So do join us on that. And on that note, I think we should say goodbye, Christina. We should, we should. We should. We should see you go on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, see you, see you next month. Yeah. Take care. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.